You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. I'm sure we've all heard all kinds of messages on faith. And like, what else can we hear about faith that is any different from what I already know? Amen. However, I'm starting from this point because... What I share today is going to be pivotal to what we're going to be doing. And so I need every one of us to be of the same understanding, of the same mind. I believe God is about or has started something new, something that is coming forth. And if we're going to flow in that river of what God is going to do in our midst, we have to have the same understanding and the same knowledge. God showed me recently, I'm not just building a people. What I want to develop is a move of the spirit. Amen. The spirit is not stationary. Bible describes him as the wind. The wind is not stationary. Amen. The Bible describes him as rivers of living water. Rivers of living water are not stationary. It's constantly in motion. Amen. If fire is going to spread, it cannot be stationary. Amen. So we have to understand that we're going from faith to faith, uh, from glory to glory. And so only those who choose to remain stagnant uh, will be moved aside. There is a move of the Spirit, I believe, that God is bringing forth. And this will be the epicenter of it all. Amen. There's something that is about to come forth that's going to be brought forth uh, by the Spirit of God. And I want each and every one of us to be cognizant of that and to align ourselves to what God is about to do. Amen. Now turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. That is, to those who believe the gospel of Christ, it brings about a release of the power of God. Amen. It says to everyone that God is not a respecter of persons, to Jew first and also for the Greek. Anyone that believes that gospel of Christ, the gospel of the anointed one, the gospel of peace, the gospel of glory, amen. Anyone that chooses to believe that gospel will become unto them the power of God unto salvation. It will bring about a release of the power of God for their salvation. The only prerequisite is that you believe. Amen. Jesus told Darius, only believe and your daughter shall be made whole. Amen. Said only believe. That is the only thing that is required. That you just believe and then there will be a release of power from God for the salvation of your daughter. The disciples asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works of, of God? Says this is the work of God that you believe. Amen. If we're going to do the work of God in this place, uh, we must all begin uh, to believe. There is a believing that must take place. It is not a one-time thing. It is a continuous thing. Praise the Lord. It says, it is the power. That is, we are believing in the gospel of Christ, the good news concerning Christ, the things of Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit is revealing unto us. 
says once we receive that word, it is power of God unto salvation. It says, for in it, the righteousness of God, in the gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That is, if you are going to be just in the eyes of God, if you are going to be righteous in the eyes of God, you must of necessity be living by faith. Hebrews says that without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Which means if we are going to please God, it has to be by faith. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 to 8 says, So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Some translations say we live by faith and not by sight. That is, we are not living according to what we see in the natural. Which we infer from that, that if we are living by faith, uh, we are living according to that which we do not see in the natural. Hebrews 1 says, Hebrews 11 1 says, Now faith uh, is the substance uh, of things hoped for, the evidence of what? Things not seen. Faith has to do with things that are not yet seen. Hope has to do with things not yet seen. The Bible says, if you hope for what you can see, that is not hope. Amen. So if we're going to walk in faith, it is according to things that we do not yet see in the natural. And this is what pleases God. God is one that calls things which be not as though they were. God is one that calls light out of darkness. Amen. He gives life to the dead. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You ask, am I pleasing God? The question you need to ask yourself is, am I walking by faith? Amen. In every circumstance, in every situation, am I responding in the spirit of faith? Am I operating in the spirit of faith? says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is, our faith work is about seeking God. The Bible says Moses trusted in God as to the one that is invisible. Amen. As a believer, it is paramount that we are walking by faith. That is the only way we are going to please God. It is not by how much we do, but first of all, how much we believe. Amen. What have we believed concerning Mary? When I said, this is what's going to happen to you, he says, be it unto me according to your word. That is, do we declare, be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. Be it unto me as it has been written in the volume of the book. Do you believe what you're reading? Amen. That is, the Bible says, the days that God has fashioned for us, they were written in his book, when as yet, there were none of them. Amen. That is faith. It says, the days God has fashioned for me, before they even occurred, they were written in his book. 
That is, they don't yet exist, but they have been written in his book. That is, if I'm going to operate in faith, operate in that which has already been written, which I do not yet see, I'm receiving what has been written concerning me. Amen. It says, do you believe? Because it is only to those who believe the gospel concerning them, the gospel of Christ concerning them, these are the only ones that are going to experience the power of God unto salvation. There are three fundamental aspects of faith that we must lay hold of and grasp and comprehend if we are going to be fruitful in our walk of faith. There is the hearing aspect of faith. There is the seeing aspect of faith. And there is the speaking aspect of faith. And we must be engaged in all three if we're going to walk properly and live properly by faith. The Bible says concerning the hearing aspect of faith in Romans 10 verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. That faith is ignited. Faith is generated by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the hearing aspect of faith. The seeing aspect of faith says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. It says, when you are going through a situation, it says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at things which are seen. We walk by faith, not by sight. But at the things which are not seen. Amen. So we are looking at something, but they are the unseen things. Amen. That's the seen aspect of faith. It says, for the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. You come to understand that if you focus on the things that are seen, that temporal, that temporal, you know, it can be long. It can be one year. It can be two years. It can be five years. It can be ten years. By definition, it is temporal, but you determine how temporal it's going to be. If you keep your focus on what you can see and not what upon what you cannot see, the unseen things of the spirit, then that temporal season can be prolonged. Do we understand? It says we need to look at the things that are not seen so that the things that we see are kept temporal. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. They pleased God. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen. That is, the word of God becomes the evidence of things not yet seen. Praise the Lord. Said the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The Passion Translation puts it this way. It says, he spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. That is, by God speaking, that is the evidence of the unseen. God is declaring what he wants. Says the things that we see in the natural came into existence. 
faith is the substance of things not seen. That is, when you see what God sees and you receive it and declare it, you're walking in faith. When you hear what God is saying and you receive it, then you're walking in faith. When you hear and see what God says and you declare it, you're walking in faith. Praise the Lord. All three must be in operation if we're going to bear the fruit that comes from walking by faith. In order to walk properly, we need to both see and hear. Yesterday when I landed in the airport and I came out of customs, as I walked to where the baggage claim was, there was a sign that said, those that came from this airline go to Carousel 3. I saw it and I walked to Carousel 3. But there, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, nothing came out. Then all of a sudden, there was an announcement that said, all those who came out from this airline go to Carousel 2. Amen. And so, I lifted up my eyes as a result of what I had heard to get to Carousel 2. But what I'm trying to explain is that how we use both our eyes and our ears to get to the destination, to take what we possess. Do we understand? It is a function of both the ears. If it's just hearing alone, you might not get exactly to where you need to be. If it's just seeing alone, you might not get exactly to where you need to be. It is a combination of what we see and hear that brings us to the destination that God has prepared for us. When God spoke to Abraham, he said, he first told him, get out of your father's house. Get out of your kingdom. Get out of your country. He spoke, he says, to the place that I will do what? Show you. So it was a function of both hearing what the Lord said and seeing what the Lord wanted to show him. Amen. It's a combination of the two to get to the place that God has prepared for us. To, in, to take possession of what God has given unto us. The speaking aspect of faith says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, Amen. says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, therefore, we need to know what is written. Amen says, according to what is written, since we have the same spirit of faith, we do what? Believed. I believed. And therefore, I spoke. Amen. said, according to what was written, since we have the same spirit of faith that people before us had, I believed what was written. And therefore, I did what? I spoke. That is, what is written, what you hear, what you see, the spirit of faith will cause you, when you believe it, to say it. Amen. That is, what we read, what is written, if we believe it, we will say it. What we hear, if we believe it, we will say it. What we see, if we believe it, we will say it. Amen. Now, let's look, about, let's look at the hearing aspect of faith. Praise the Lord. Turn to Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole parable because I'm sure you all know the parable very well. But from Mark chapter 4, from verse 4 to 20, or from verse 2 to 20, the Bible talks about the sower went out to sow the word. Amen? Or went out to sow. Some fell by the wayside. 
Some fell on stony ground or rocky soil. Some fell amongst thorns and briars. And some fell amongst good soil. Amen. And then in verse 15, the disciples are asking Jesus, please explain this parable to us. Okay? Explain what you mean by this parable. Jesus said, look, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. If you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand everything else I'm going to say? And the Bible says in verse 15, it says, these are the ones that are sown by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Amen. How was the, one, how was the word sown? The word was sown when they heard. Amen. Bible says, these are the ones that are sown by the wayside. Those that heard the word. Amen. So the process of the word being sown into our hearts is as a result of hearing the word. Amen. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. Now, the parable of the sower. Matthew spoke about it. Luke spoke about it. And Mark spoke about it. And to get a full understanding of what was happening in each soil, you have to compare the parables. Now, you don't need to turn. I'm just going to tell you. The Bible says in Mark chapter 13, verse 19, Matthew, says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, said the seed is the word of the kingdom. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. How was it sown? He heard that word. Amen. But how is the enemy able to steal that word when he hears it and does not understand it? Amen. It says, this is he who received seed by the wayside. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 8 verse 12, it said, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. We understand it's because they did not understand. Amen says, lest they should believe and be saved. That is, if they had believed what they heard, it would result in salvation. Or they would receive the power of God for salvation. Amen. But it begins by hearing what was said. Praise the Lord. That is, as I'm preaching to you now, the word of God is being sown into your heart. Praise the Lord. If you understand what I'm saying, the enemy has no way of coming to steal that word from your heart. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that those who are perishing, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. So that they cannot see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. That is the enemy wants them to be blindfolded, to be blinded so that they cannot understand what is being said. At one point, when Jesus rose from the dead and he was walking with two of his disciples, they didn't know it was Jesus. And they were talking and they were, they, they were saying, don't you know what happened here? Haven't you heard about Jesus? They didn't know they were standing with Jesus. And Jesus had to, the Bible says Jesus had to do what? Open their understanding to comprehend the scriptures. Amen. Jesus had to open, he says he opened their understanding and began to tell them, concerning himself from the book of the prophets. So there's an opening of the understanding which when we come to Christ, uh, they open the eyes of my understanding so that you can receive 
speak that word and the enemy has no way to steal it from your heart. Amen. So it is possible to hear and yet that word not produce anything for you if you do not understand and the enemy just comes to steal it. Just, you just make you forget it. You will not remember anything. It says, the one that hears the word, if you are a hearer only, it's like he that comes, looks at his image in a mirror and goes and does what? Forgets what he heard. Why? Because he didn't understand it. He didn't understand the significance of what he beheld and how it was going to produce a transformation in his life. Amen. It says, be hearers, not just, don't be hearers only, but doers. And I'm going to show you what it means to do so that the word will profit you, so that you can be blessed by the word that you have heard. Amen. Now let's look at the rocky soil. The Bible says, these likewise that were sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They receive it with joy. The Bible says, I rejoice at your word as one that has found great spoil. You hear the word, ah, that word was powerful. You receive it with joy. Oh my God, this is what God has prepared for me. You receive it with joy. You are happy for that moment when you are hearing it. So but what happens? And they have no roots in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, to test that word that you have heard that has been planted in your heart, immediately they what? They stumble. It says they have no roots in themselves. Let's look at Luke 18. Luke 8, verse 12, the same parable. Verse 13, it says, But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no roots. What does it mean to have no roots? It says, these have no roots. Who believe for a while. The people that have no roots are only those who only believe for a little while. Amen. That's what it means to have no roots in themselves. They believe, they only endure in that word for only a little while. It says, in the time of temptation, they fall away. When trials and tribulations come, the trial of your faith, that word that you have heard, they believe only for a little while, no root in themselves. That word did not take root in them. Amen. When they heard it, it entered their hearts. They received it with joy. But when trials and tribulations come, the Bible says they got offended. They got upset. They didn't maintain their joy in that word they had heard. They didn't count it all joy. They didn't remain rejoicing in that word. They got offended in the situation they were going through. And so, that word did not produce anything in their lives. Thorny ground. Let's look at the thorny ground. It says, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. So everyone hearing the word, the word is sown in your heart. Praise the Lord. But because it's sown in your heart doesn't mean it's going to produce any results. Because you heard a sermon doesn't mean it's going to transform your life. Amen. That means there's something that we must do on our part if that word that we heard is going to bring about a transformation or if we're going to experience the power of God unto salvation. So these are the ones that were sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes what? Unfruitful. 
That is, their focus is not on that word. Their focus is on other things. Amen. Their focus is on other things, the cares of this world. Jesus already said, be anxious for nothing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things that the world is chasing after will be added unto you. Focus on what my word can produce for you. It says, if you believe it, you will say it. Jesus, you don't know what I'm going through. Can you see what I'm going through here at work, at home? It says, will you choose to believe what you can see? See, it's, it's the fight of faith is about believing what you cannot yet see and discarding what you can see. Not receiving that, but receiving. Look, Abraham, the Bible says his body was already beyond. He was dead in his, in his mind. His body was dead, being 100 years old. Sarah's womb was dead, barren, and she was already beyond the age. But it says he did not weaken in faith when he considered his body now dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strengthened in faith as he got, gave praise and glory unto God because he believed, amen, he believed that God was able to do what he had what? Promised. His faith was in God's ability to fulfill his word. Amen. And because he believed it, he said it. How did he say it? God said, your name is Abraham, father of many nations. Just consider it. Now, let's say someone says, I'm a multi-billionaire. They were like, where's the proof? Do you understand? You walk around, who are you? I am a multi-billionaire. <laughs> People will laugh you to scorn. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're driving, you're riding a bicycle, you don't even have a car. He said, who are you? What do you have? I am a multi-billionaire. I am a father of multi-millions. That's, that's what was happening to Abraham. Do you understand what I'm saying? People will hear that. They would, I'm sure people were mocking. People were laughing. What does his wife call herself? The mother of nations. They've, they've, they've lost something. Their marbles. Some balls are missing. But that is what they, every time they say, look, I am a multimillionaire. My name is father of millions. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what he had to go through. That is, you have $10,000 debt, $40,000 debt. What are you saying? I am a father of millions. What are you talking about? All I see is around you is debt. It's like you are dead. You are dead in your debt. But he looked, he trusted in God who raises the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Says, and he began to identify with what God called him to be. Abraham, the father of many. It wasn't just a name. It was declaring his identity. Father of many nations. Declaring that which God had called him. Father of many nations. He didn't endure for just a while. Uh, Abraham wavered along the way. Amen. He produced an Ishmael in the process. Okay. When he chose to try to do it in his own power. And not purely by faith. That's why the scripture calls Isaac the only son of Abraham. Amen. In Hebrews it says the only begotten son of Abraham. Why? Because that was what was produced by the spirit. Amen. You can have many children. Some will be produced by the flesh. And there are some that the one that God recognizes is the one that is produced by the spirit, produced by faith. Amen. That you can have many things in your life, things that you've accomplished by your own strength and power. And then there are things that are you produce by the power of God. And understand the things that are produced by your own power will be in conflict with the things that are produced by the spirit of God. Now, that was thorny soil. Let's look at good soil. 
These are the ones that heard the word. Let's see what was the, what did they do with the word that they heard that caused them to produce hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold, that caused them to be fruitful in that word. It says, these are the ones who are sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, or the KJV says, receive it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. Luke chapter 8, verse 15, saying the same verse, it says, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it or receive it. The translation says, hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with what? Patience and endurance. That is, it's through faith and what? Endurance or patience that you come into possession of your inheritance. That is how you're going to produce fruits of the word. Amen. It says, what did they do to be blessed in what they had heard? It says, they kept it. They held fast to that word. And just fruit, how? Through patience. Amen. That is, they weren't just hearing. That is, anything, any message you hear from anybody, if it does not cause you to begin to say certain things, it is not going to produce any fruit in your life. Coming to a service to just hear the word, ooh, that word was powerful. And you don't take what you've heard and transform it into things that you begin to say, that word has done nothing for you. What will happen? The cares of this world will come. Sure, will distract you. All trials and tribulations will come. And you just believe for a little while. And you get offended in what is going on. Ah, did God say that I'm the head and not the tail? How come they've not promoted me? You're still not rejoicing now. You only believe for a little while. So you will stumble and fall. The key is not just to hear the word, but to receive it and hold on to it tightly so that the word can produce fruit in your life. The Bible says, receive the implanted word of God. Amen. That is God's word. It says, receive the implanted, which means, you know, an implant is something that you put within something. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.